Hey, Howdy. how's it going? Uh, uh, you know, just hanging out. You ready to do this soap car soapbox podcast, buddy? Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling all excited. We got some uh, interesting topics lined up. Excellent. Let's get it. Okay. And then, so before we start the show, I did want to mention that the podcast was censored for the first episode. The version that will end up on RSS feeds later on won't be. And similarly, the future episodes that we're going to release won't be either. In future, if you want to see a censored version of the show, keep an eye on Twitter. We'll announce where you can see that and we'll announce where you can find that in the introduction of the next show. Yep. Sound good? Okay, Sounds let's get good to me. Let's get into this. We are discussing the non-repeal of the Affordable Care Act that occurred recently. Pretty big deal right out there in uh, Washington and all around the nation. A lot of people are uh, not happy with Obamacare. Um, so they're trying to do what they can to repeal it. But unfortunately, they just didn't have the votes to do that. So round two goes to Obamacare again. Hopefully they try and eventually can either get rid of either some or all of this Obamacare because there's parts of it that work really well and other parts that don't work so well. Yeah, well, it's like, so they tried like three times to repeal it just in the recent past since Trump's uh, inauguration because they tried the initial, the repeal and replace where they were going to, you know, put in place a replacement bill. And from what I've read of the uh, proposed replacement, and I'm not going to get into the weeds with that one, but it wasn't exactly a great alternative. No. Like, it, it was probably, I wouldn't necessarily say worse, but at least as bad. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it at least had one of the things I want, because I've been affected by it, and it's pretty bullshit, and in my opinion, it's a little bit unconstitutional. Um, I shouldn't be forced to have to have health insurance. If I want to live a life without health insurance and something happens to me and say it's a life-threatening illness, who cares? Let me die. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I shouldn't be forced to have to have insurance, and then if I don't, they fine me on my taxes. I don't agree with that. It's bullshit. Yeah, I, if I can't afford to pay the premiums for health insurance, what makes you think I'm going to be able to afford to pay that fine that you're going to smack on top of my taxes? Yeah, if, if anything, it seems like it'd be disadvantageous towards the poor and, you know, the, the sort of people this is supposed to be trying to help to begin with. And I understand the idea, like, oh, well, like, let's make it, make it super affordable. It's like, yeah, no, some people just literally can't afford it still. Even, like, no matter what you do, unless you make it free, there's going to be people oh, yeah. that can't afford it. And you're just going to screw those people over, like, hardcore. Yep. And That's where we're at. And, and I don't like the idea of the uh, individual mandate, which is this requirement. It does kind of seem unconstitutional, and if nothing else, it at least infringes on my freedoms in a way that I don't like. Like, I, I don't like the idea that, oh, well, because I have a heartbeat, I have to pay the government. Like, that, that seems really... Like, <laughs> this is where, like, me and, like, the libertarians would probably agree quite a bit. Because I don't like the idea of government regulation being so, I don't know, just... So like, totalitarianism, well, like their fees and stuff? Well, it's like the concept of being taxed for just being not alive. Something. 
and yeah, and not yeah. having something. It's like that's retarded. I don't know if they still do it or not, but I talked to somebody that went to Paris, France. If you're a tourist over there and you want to use the bathroom, they charge you to use the damn bathroom. It's kind of along the same lines as, oh, you're alive, you got a heartbeat, you're breathing, you live in America, do you have insurance? No, okay, pay the tax. Well, it's, it's kind of along the same lines. It's something that you don't necessarily need insurance, but... You know, let's let's look at it this way. If somebody came into my house and they're like, hey, can I use the bathroom? Yeah, that'll be $5. Okay, you're going to charge me for doing a bodily function that I can't help. Well, but so like... kind of bullshit. I, I feel like that'd be more of an argument for providing health care for free, but I don't, you know, necessarily subscribe to that idea. I just think that, like, for example, it shouldn't, it, it would be more akin to if I came over to your house and you're like, yeah, no, you have to use the bathroom and I'm going to charge you for it. And if you don't, I'm going to charge you for not using it. And I don't okay. care if you have to use the bathroom or not. Yep. You'd be like, well, now I'm imposing a fee because you just came into my house. Yeah. Whether or not you use the bathroom or not. <laughs> mm hmm. And it's like, I don't like that kind of fee being levied against me. I mean, when you think about it, what was the reason for this country being founded on? We went to war with Great Britain because they were unfairly taxing us. Mm -hmm. And now you fast forward it to our current time and they're taxing us for crap like not having insurance or mm -hmm. things of this nature. Well, it's, like it's going back to the way it was when Great Britain was taking over us, but it's their own damn government was doing it. Yeah, well, like, the important di distinction with uh, the American Revolution and current days is that we still at least technically have representation, which is, like, the, the whole reason that we, you know, through this revolution was because we were being taxed, but we weren't being given proper representation in, uh, I think, Parliament. Uh, yeah, yes and no, but you also... You've got Republicans and Democrats on both sides that are like, oh, well, I've got a problem with this individual that's in this elected office, so I'm going to use my votes to derail his agenda and what he wants to have done, which is, in my opinion, not exactly representing the people. It's well, having no, but, a petty problem. But, but my, my, point is that my point is that technically we have representation, right? Like we can elect people into public office, but for a variety of reasons – that representation doesn't necessarily mean that we can get laws put in place that would actually help the people. Cor and corporate influence is strong in the government right now. Not a fan, but... Yeah, lobbyism needs to go bye-bye. It's yeah. needed to go for a long, long time. Yeah. But that said, so the repeal and replace did not go through. And so then they turned around and they tried a partial repeal. And that also didn't go through. That also didn't go through. And then after that, they tried the skinny repeal. And the skinny repeal was like basically, oh, well, let's like, just take away like the individual mandate and like a few other things. And I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be real level with you. The skinny repeal is the kind of the best of both worlds for me because it keeps a lot of things that I do like about Obamacare. But it gets rid of the handful of things that I really don't like, like the individual mandate. Yep. And so it's like that that would have satisfied that would have been again the best of all worlds cuz it that would have satisfied me as well because it's like I shouldn't be forced to have health insurance. I really mm -hmm. shouldn't. But that said, I don't mind the health insurance being made more affordable. I don't care if we offer like the marketplace for it or whatever. It's just that my like I just don't want to be 
taxed for not having health care. Because that exactly. seems it, it Don't seems like me for something that if I go through the marketplace and they yeah. tell me that it's like two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it feels like either highway robbery or like some kind of protection racket. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kinda sad that the skinny repeal didn't go through. But at the same time, I'm also more or less happy about the fact the repeal and the replace didn't go through because I was not looking forward to the replacement bill that was being pushed. Yeah, because while it got rid of some problems, it, it had its exactly it's it had its ups and it had yeah no it had its ups and its downs downs mm-hmm. so. Whereas I don't like Obamacare for certain reasons. And well, and again, like the individual mandates, like the reason. And so it's like the, the skinny well, repeal would have been the best situation because then yeah. we wouldn't have had the, uh, the individual mandate. And then Obamacare would be fine. Like I wouldn't have any real complaints about it. Like I, right. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's some things that if I like read up more on it, I'd be aware of and be like, oh, like, I don't like this either. But the, the one that I'm keenly aware of is that individual mandate. If that went away... I would be pleased. Yeah, and, and I would be too. And then at that point, I was like, you guys want your Obamacare? You can have it because mm-hmm. I'm not getting fined for not having insurance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, right now I have insurance because, you know, I work for an employer that offers it. And it's mm-hmm. it's not the greatest out of my paychecks every two weeks, but it's not breaking the bank either. So I have insurance right now, so it's not really affecting me, but it is affecting a lot of other people that choose mm-hmm. not to want to have that. I just got to say, I'm so glad that I'm under 26 right now. Yeah, because you can still be on your parents' insurance. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And I definitely, if they ever do, like, repeal any aspect of Obamacare, please don't repeal the, don't repeal the, you can be on your parents' uh, insurance till 26. Well, I, they were saying that that was going to stay. That was one yeah. of the things that they were going to keep. Yeah, that, well, and that's, like, a good one, because it gives, like, children who leave their parents' home, like, a chance to... Uh, get on their feet before they have to worry about health insurance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I was okay with that. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, you mean, you can you can have the 26-year-old still be on their mom and dad's health insurance or whatever you have or yeah. things like that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that because healthcare sucks. It's fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's if expensive. You have insurance, it's still expensive. Well, and honestly, I like the idea of, like, these uh, emergency health care plans where rather than, like, providing you with the general health care, what they do is they provide you with health care for, like, the absolute emergencies. And they're mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, real cheap. Like, it's, like, $6 a month or something like that. And the idea is that you pay into the system normally. And the only yep. time where you get money back from it is if you get, like, cancer or, like, something that would be, like, life-threatening and also really expensive. Right, like mm-hmm. an absolute emergency, and it's like that I'm okay with because those are the situations where it's like, yeah, you know, I really like want to make sure that I have healthcare. But it's like for the average everyday things, it's like, yeah, you know what, like if it ends up balancing out and making my stuff cheaper, that's nice. But I can sur- I can survive having to pay like however much for an inhaler, you know? Right. Like I don't mind paying the full price of what something's worth if I don't have to pay into the normal insurance. If I if that would bring it down to like six bucks a month. And then I was right. covered for the serious emergencies. I would be fine with that. And so I think more focus should be put onto those. Because when people bring up the concern with healthcare, they mention like, "Oh, well, what if somebody gets cancer?" It's like, well, this plan would help with that, and it would be way cheaper. And it would honestly be something that if you wanted to provide this like universally to everybody, 
like free of charge. Like you right. raise taxes for it, obviously, but you provide it free of charge. It's like, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Cause then like the people that really desperately would need it would be the people who get cancer or the people that get like some life threatening, debilitating disease that is really expensive to fix. So that, that's, uh, that's my opinion on this non repeal of Obamacare. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I mean, I don't care for Obamacare, but that's only because of the individual individual mandate. If they can yeah. find a way or find some common ground to get rid of that, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Well, and it's like, like if the individual mandate goes, Obamacare can stay because most of it's okay. I now, mind you, I didn't really like how they got it passed. Is like you had people like Nancy Pelosi saying like, oh, don't read what's in it, oh, just pass it. Yeah, don't. It's like, no. Her exact words were, we don't know what's in this. We have to pass this thing just to understand what's in it. And I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, how are you an elected official? Do you not know really right? half the shit you vote on? She is like That's scary to me. She is like actually like one of my least favorite politicians. Okay, so this next topic is nowhere near as fun to talk about as the last one. We're obviously a bit late to, uh, you know, bring this up. Everyone else has already shared this, but uh, John McCain was uh, recently diagnosed with brain cancer, and so yeah. we just wanted to uh, touch on this and kind of give him our condolences, and uh, we we hope that he soldiers on through and. You know, survives as long as he can. Because from what I hear, the kind of brain cancer that he has is like, if it goes, if they're able to even get rid of it, it's pretty much guaranteed to like come back. Yeah, cancer in any form just sucks. Because yeah. I've lost quite a few family members. One of them recently due to complications of cancer, and it it just sucks. It really sucks. While I don't necessarily like his some of his voting. Like some of his policy recently, or, yeah. Like some of the things that he's been doing recently, especially with the Affordable Care Act, it's it's not okay when you have people coming out, oh, he didn't vote the way I wanted to, so I'm glad he's got cancer and he's going to die. That's yeah. not okay. That's not cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a it's, human being and an elected official. Yeah, it's, it's always unfortunate to see people, like the way that people politicize almost everything these days is kind of almost sickening it's like there's a place and there's a time for politics and when mm -hmm. it comes to somebody's health something as grave as cancer which could kill somebody that's well, and, not a time for politics well, well and especially with the kind that he's got it's guaranteed to kill him at some point so yeah, yeah it, it's not something you want to hear about and obviously everybody dies but it's like cancer is one of the worst ways you can die oh yeah and i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies so the fact cancer that cancer and flesh-eating bacteria are like the two things that I would never want to die from. Yeah, <laughs> those would be terrible. Um, and then because you had you've had plenty of people coming out, uh, obviously being just complete in and of themselves cancer towards John Mc, uh, John McCain. You had fucking uh, Richard Spencer come out and say like, "Oh, I'm glad that he's gonna die." He's like. So, so he's like so warmongering and blah 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 and it's like okay dude it's not it's not cool this is one of the few republicans that was against the iraq war mm -hmm. that's not a warmonger <laughs> well but like e even then like even if he was like a warmonger in policy it's like this is still a person 
Like, there, there's a time and a place. And I respect Richard Spencer's right to speak, but this was very tasteless, and I definitely do not condone his having said it. I agree. And quite honestly, I think they need to start holding people in the media more responsible that if they say something about that against any elected official, they should automatically be let go from their job. Well, the thing with Richard Spencer is that he doesn't so much. He's not like, do you know who Richard Spencer is? I don't know much about the guy, but the fact that you're he fortunate. said that he's... It, it tells you a lot about someone's character when they use cancer as a way to dig at yeah. somebody over like political issues. That would that would be like me. Yeah, no, this guy like that would like, be like me saying, "Oh, may you know the fucking may cancer kill everyone in your family is a get back to somebody." That's not okay. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and again, like I respect his right to say it, but you have to bear in mind this guy is like an actual like you know how the left will constantly say like, "Oh, everybody that disagrees with us are Nazis." Like this yeah. guy's actually like a white nationalist. So again, like it's it it. But, like, you could tell that he wasn't a good person just by the fact that he's making fun of somebody because they have yeah. cancer. Like, finding out, like, oh, like, he also believes that we should have a white ethnostate. Not too surprising, honestly. Gee, that's, like, borderline Nazism. No, it, like, the only, uh, the only aspect in which, like, it differs is that he believes in a peaceful ethnic cleansing. He thinks yeah, that we should just... Any ethnic cleansing I agree with you. is Nazi. Yeah, but that said, the the area where it differs is the fact that he does he doesn't want to gas them. He just wants to send you know just deport them, and it's like that's still not okay. But at least he's not talking about gassing anyone yet until yeah. he gets more senile in his ways and he starts talking about it. Okay, so this next topic is going to be. A, uh, a a roller coaster ride from start to finish, my friends. So uh, I and I believe this article actually exists. Yeah. So I'm I'm reading this from the New York Times, not CNN. And this article's the title says it all. That devious plot to quote zombify unquote Russia, the fidget spinner. Yeah. He he's not kidding, folks. Uh, this he is said fidget spinner. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. Let's see. So Moscow, the West in general, and the United States in particular, are hatching all manner of diabolical anti-Russian plots, if reports in the state-controlled news media are to be believed. And then it continues, perhaps not so harmless, according to one recent report on Russia 24. I don't speak Russian, so I, don't, I could be mispronouncing that, but suggesting that Russia's opposition parties were trying to lure young supporters and raise money by hawking fidget spinners. So apparently, from, from, from what I'm aware, the Russian media is like actually convinced that fidget spinners are an American plot to undermine the Russian government. Oh yeah, yeah and we're so going to overthrow you with little metal things with ball bearings and spinny thingy-mabobs. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, and <laughs> my God! And so the, the the video that brought this to my attention was a uh, a video that uh, was done by Sargon of Akkad on his alternate channel. It's called the Thinkery, and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. But basically, he he made this comment, and it just cracked me up. It was uh, the thing with fidget spinners are that they're a bit of a chicken and the egg sort of thing. It's like 
does using a fidget spinner make you autistic or is it that people who are autistic are more likely to use fidget spinners? We just don't know. So here's another uh, quote that the article reads off. There has been an aggressive promotion of so-called fidget spinners among children and teenagers in Russia recently, the agency said in a statement, taking into consideration the anxiety for, uh, among the community of parents and teachers, some Russian word that I'm not going to pronounce, in cooperation with child health research institutions will study the effect on fidget the effect fidget spinners are having on children, including the possible negative impact. And so I guess the uh, the idea with the fidget spinners is that they're supposed to make the children that use them, like, retarded or something, and that that would, in turn, like, undermine the Russian government. Yeah, because, you know, retarded kids undermining the government is really the le most of your worries, right, Russia? <laughs> I just like that this is, like, an actual thing that's, like, really happening. It, it almost makes the, makes the conspiracy theories about Russia and Trump seem grounded. By comparison. It really does. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, by the looks of it, uh, Trump has banned transgender people from serving in the United States military. Now, I say it looks like it because apparently people are holding off on actually implementing this until they get recommendations or stuff from other people. I don't fully understand what the holdup is. But I do know that it is being held up. That said, we want to discuss this as though it's going through. Because obviously, like, the kinds of aspects that we want to discuss or mention are things that um, we would want to discuss and mention if it passes through without a hitch. So, getting right into it, the primary arguments that Trump put forward in the tweets that he had made was that the healthcare cost of supporting trans troops in the military was too much of an economic burden for us to foot the bill for. Simply put, that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't agree with this ban, and I don't agree with that part of the ban, specifically, yeah. because they've let transgender people serve all this time. And mm -hmm. it hasn't been a problem. Yeah. So. Well, and, and primarily they they reference the the healthcare costs for trans people, and it's like it's it would be a valid concern, right? If they were like significantly more expensive than everyone else, but it's like in comparison to the overall healthcare budget for the uh, for the U.S. military, doesn't seem to actually match up with that description of things. And so I disagree with like the initial premise that's post that's put forward with the military ban, which is that it's done solely for healthcare reasons because yeah. it, it 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 seems that there's other ways of reducing healthcare costs than banning trans people from serving the military especially again if these are people that have served because if you think about it these are people that have gone through the evaluations right like boot camp is not easy so like these are perfectly capable able-bodied soldiers that we are denying because we arbitrarily decided that their healthcare costs would be too high. Exactly. Like, I I think that because I tried to join the military, I know a few friends that have also tried, and they didn't get through. Mm -hmm. Because not only do you have to do the ASVAB, which gauges where you would fit as far as all the military jobs go. You've got to go and do a physical, and I'm not talking like, you know, 
doctor puts on a glove and tells you to turn your head and cough. We're talking like they do x-rays on your feet. They do x-rays on all of your bones and make sure that, you know, that you're not going to have a broken bone, that you're not going to be a combat risk to a platoon if you ever get deployed. Mm-hmm. Like they check everything. If you got webbed feet, you get dropped. If you got flat feet, you get dropped. If you have like a spinal column that shapes like an S and then curves at the bottom and then goes back up and does some weird type of twisty turny, they'll drop you for that too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like um, the the asthma that I have would disqualify me for things like uh, the draft. <laughs> like they take it very seriously. Because the way they see it is, if you're in a combat situation, chances are you're going to be carrying a giant rucksack with a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And the way they see it is, is that weight going to cause an asthma attack where either you breathe, you get cut off for oxygen and you end yeah. up suffocating? Or yep. are you going to be the type of risk where somebody has to protect you and they take a bullet and they end up dying? So yeah. there's there's a lot of factors. So I think that if somebody transgender, gay, lesbian, straight, whatever, can pass all those exams and they get cleared to join the military, let them fucking serve. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Just let them serve our country. Yeah. Well, and it's like I like there's a variety of reasons why I think that this military ban is stupid. Because again, like it doesn't fit with the initial premise. That said, I do know that you were mentioning that there was somebody you had spoken to. There was a guy that I spoke to at my job, and he is ex-military, he's ex-army, and I guess he did his own research on it, and I forget the guy's name off the top of my head that he was reading that this guy had a statement about. Yeah. But the guy basically says, I agree with this ban that Trump is putting in place, and it's not because I'm bigoted, because I'm not, and it's not because I'm afraid of transgender, lesbian, or gays, because I'm not. It's... I agree with it because I would see it as a major mental distraction. And the reason why I say that is because let's say you have somebody who is a male and they're unhappy with being a male. So they get caught up in the fact that they want a sex change. So they want to pay for a operation to go from a male to a female. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they lose it. Like mentally they may lose it because they get that and they think that's the best way. And they end up losing their mind at that point. They're a threat to themselves, they're a threat to others, and the platoon if they're in a combat situation. The way that these guy, this guy tried to justify it is, it's a mental condition. And mental conditions, as I previously stated earlier, they will drop you on that. They will say flat out, you've got a mental condition, you are not fit to serve in the military, you're a threat to yourself as well as any others in a combat situation. So we're mm-hmm. not going to clear you. Yeah, so but the, he's thinking along those lines, which yeah. I can see where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I, I, I can see that too. extremely flawed. Well, the, I think the major flaw with it is that if the person was cleared to begin with, that means that they went through the psyche eval and they came out just fine. Like, they may be transgender, but, like, that doesn't affect their ability to serve. Like, they, they were deemed to be not a risk or they were deemed to be mentally healthy enough to serve. Because it is like a mental condition, but it's like, you know, it's sort of a mental condition and then sort of not. It's really hard to describe, but it is a mental condition in that, like, it can be very debilitating for somebody when they realize that they have it and that they want to make the transition. But it's like, this is the other question that I have. Is he mentioning this for people that are pre-op or post-op? 
I don't know if he's doing it or both. I didn't really ask him those type of questions. Yeah, because like I, I can see the case for pre-op where it's like maybe they go through the operation and then it affects them. But I also don't think you're going through that operation during deployment. So like as long as the person's been cleared to serve, the the military's like standard vetting process is already really thorough. That said, again, like I, I, I like the idea that this person is pushing in that we want to make sure that our soldiers are the best, most qualified people, but I don't think that we have a problem with that right now. And my only concern would be is if we started saying things like, oh, well, the military needs to meet a gender quota. Because the, the moment you start putting quotas in there and they have to fill quotas and so then they have to take on people that are le maybe less qualified. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if anything like that happens in regards to transgenders, where it's like they're being let on because people need to fill a quota, that's when I'll start stepping in and saying that's not okay. So, I saw this weird thing on our topic list. I have no idea what it's about. Maybe Joseph can shed some light on it. Yeah. What is this uh, thing about a transphobic question? Okay, so there has recently been a, a lot of drama about this question. And I'm going to ask you the question, and I want you to give me your unfiltered response. Okay? Okay. Are you ready to hear the question? Yeah. Okay, the question goes, are traps gay? Are traps gay? Yeah, are traps gay? Just to give you a little bit of context here, somebody was kicked out of a convention for asking this question. When somebody well, asks the traps gay, I think of like, you know, fly traps, mouse traps, freaking, um, you know, roach traps, you know, oh, so you traps. Do you not know what a trap is, dude? No. So basically, a trap is. Somebody who dresses up as one gender, but who is the other. Or kind of like drag queen. So kind of like drag queen. The idea is with a trap is that they lure you in with the promise of one thing. And then the last second, they spring onto you a different thing that you didn't ask for. Right. So you, you, you hit up on this nice lady. She's very nice and. Like, you know, y'all start, like, dating or whatever, and then she gets you in bed, and, oh, she's got a, you know, a wiener, right? Because a, a lot of people confuse it, and they think, like, oh, well, like, a trap is a trans person. It's, like, they're actually different things. Because the idea with a trap person, a trap person can be trans. Like, some traps are trans people, and some trans people are traps, right? It, it's more like they're a Venn diagram, mm -hmm. and... and there's an intersection there, but there's plenty of traps who are not, like, transgender or transsexual. They're just trying to get, you know, like, there are gay people who dress up and, you know, do this whole charade so that they can get a straight person of their same sex into bed, right? The, the, and so, but I, I honestly want your opinion, are traps gay? Well, if I go off of the fact that, you know, gay guys do you know, dress up like chicks from time to time, then if I had to go off of the description, then yeah, they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but yeah, <laughs> they're gay. So this is the thing with this question is that it initially seems like so dumb, but it's actually a really interesting question to ask because there, there's a lot more to it than, than initially seems on the surface. 
One of the aspects of this that I find is kind of interesting is, are we asking are traps gay or are people that like traps gay? You know what I mean? So like, is the act of having sex with a trap gay? Right? They, they've, they've lured you into bed. They, they pulled out their willy. And mm -hmm. so the question is, do you do it or not? Right? And then if that you depends. do it, well, no. And so here's, here's the you thing. Do you do it based on the premise that you're curious and you want to see what it's like to sleep with somebody like that? Or do you do it because you already know that you're either swing both ways or you're swinging one way? See, I, I That's don't... way too open. I, I don't think that necessarily matters, though. <laughs> because, I honestly, I would say it's gay either way. Because if you're agreeing to take the dick, like, you might not be gay, but the act in and of itself is gay. Right? I mean, if I got set up in a situation like that where I thought a dude was a chick and then I ended up, you know catching myself slipping which i haven't yet and i doubt i ever will if i ever got to that point and you know they pulled out the willy and they'd be like well you're gonna do it or not i'd be like fuck you i'm out i'd call an uber and i'd get the hell out <laughs> yeah see but there are some people that wouldn't right there's some people that are like oh maybe i'll give it a shot and then they find yeah. out that they don't like it but it's like it's still you know doing it as gay and so but then the other question is obviously like are traps themselves gay and i think the answer is sometimes because sometimes it's a trans person who is transgender, not transsexual. This is like, you know, pre-op. And the idea is that they've undergone no reassignment surgery of any kind. And they're not disclosing to you the fact that they still have, you know, the parts from their original gender. And so because they're not disclosing this, it's still like, a, like this is the thing with traps. I, I think it's all kind of shitty, right? Because I think there's two important things in a relationship, consent and disclosure. And I think it's important yeah. for both of those things to remain intact. And so I, I think traps in that respect are kind of bad because it's like they're not disclosing anything. Hence the hence why they're called traps, right? If they informed you about it, they wouldn't be a trap. So we're, we're operating in the, under the premise that this is somebody who has deliberately not informed you. And if they're deliberately not informing you because they don't think they need to or, you know, for whatever other reason, but they're still trans, then they're not gay. They're just trans and they're just being a bit of a dick. Pardon the pun. Of, but basically, um, so, but you have that and that wouldn't be gay. That's just, you know, kind of shitty. Then you have the idea of a gay person dressing up and using this as a way to get dick. Or a way to get, you know, whichever. Yeah. Using it as bait to get what they want. Yeah. And so it's like, if they're using it as bait, then yes, they're absolutely gay. Like, Which would be the ultimate form of catfishing. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I, I like how, like, some people get all offended about this. And it's like, I'm not saying being gay is a bad thing. I'm just noting that it's gay. Right, like, there's no value judgment here. I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not saying, oh, it's gay, therefore it's bad. No, it's it's fine. Just you know, it's it's gay. So, but I, I I think it's a very interesting question. And so, but this leads into the controversy that this question has caused because this question is a very popular question right now, especially in the. Um, I, I briefly mentioned before Sargon of Akkad. He belongs to like this whole community of people. And they call themselves like the skeptic community. And in that circle, this question has been circulating endlessly. It's, it's become a bit of a meme. And so this question has become such a meme at this point that somebody thought it was a good idea to go to a convention. Now, this convention is called CoxCon. I want to get out right in front of it and say C-O-X. 
This is somebody's last name. It's not a gay thing. Coxcon? Yes. It's this guy's <laughs> last name. He, so this is hosted by Jesse Cox. He's a gaming YouTuber. So he like plays video games, and people watch him play video games. So nothing mm-hmm. to do with being gay, just for the record. Because <laughs> every time I've mentioned, oh, it's Coxcon, so everybody's like, is that a gay thing? And I'm like, no, it's not a gay thing. <laughs> so, but basically, so ba- basically, this guy goes to fuckers. <laughs> no, I don't think they mean it in a bad way either. It's just that you know they're like, oh, so is it about gay stuff? No, but it, it, it's just about gaming, and really, even the convention itself is just about the personalities involved. Because you've got Jesse Cox, and the other important one to mention in the story is Total Biscuit. So this guy goes to this convention, right? And he thinks it is a good idea during one of the Q&A panels to ask this question. And the footage from it's like really awkward to watch because the question is not well received in, you know, the panel. And so later after this question was asked and everything had gone down, Total Biscuit over Twitter asked for the public to locate this person for him. After the public had located this person for Total Biscuit, he then kicked them out of the convention for asking this question. And <laughs> after kicking this person out of the convention, he then turns around and donates the cost of this person's ticket to a charity to help trans homeless people. So the kind of ensuing drama was first off the fact that Total Biscuit like led a public witch hunt, which he on Twitter denied doing. He's like, I didn't witch hunt anybody. I didn't release their name. And it's like, yeah, you didn't release the name. That's correct. But you told the public to go find this person. That's a witch hunt. Yeah. <laughs> you encouraged people to go do it because you didn't do it yourself. Yeah. And and mind you, he didn't dox this person. He's not CNN over here. But, but he's encouraging motherfuckers to go do it. Well, he's encouraging motherfuckers to go locate this person. That's not okay. Like, that's a bad thing to do. I think that was a yeah. very poor way of approaching this. That's very unclassy and very poor judgment. Very unclassy, and I'm kind of surprised that they wouldn't have been able to conduct this, you know, search internally anyways without involving the public. But then it gets, you know, it, it, it and I think that's honestly the worst aspect of this. If he had simply kicked this person out of the convention, I would understand. I would disagree, but I'd understand. Mm-hmm. The fact that he led a public witch hunt was kind of where it crosses a line. And the fact that afterwards on Twitter, he, uh, I, I, I want to pull this up real quick, but he, like, gets all pretentious about it. And he's like, we, uh, dismiss somebody here. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Let's see. Total Biscuit. His Twitter feed is literally just him posting pictures of dogs and retweeting pictures of dogs. So, sorry, audience, okay. I, I, I can't find the, the original tweet for you, but basically he said... Something along the lines of, we removed somebody from our panel for asking, or for having asked the transphobic question, hence why that's the name of the topic. It's because he had stated this that this question, are traps gay, is transphobic. And it's like, no, this isn't transphobic. This isn't transphobia. This is just somebody asking, like, what could be a genuine question. And I think this guy meant it as a bit of a meme, but it's like, no, like, it's a valid question. And I think it can inspire some discussion, and it can inform people, too, because this is the thing. I I think it would be better for trans people if we actually talked about this stuff more, not less. And and an important way to get people to talk about stuff like this is to really ask a question that allows you to get into the weeds of 
well, what is the difference between like a trans person and a trap? I, I think anybody who listened to our momentary discussion on it learned quite a bit if they were completely uninformed about it before. If if they've done in any moderate like reading on this, I'm sure they've gleaned what I've mentioned. But for people who are completely uninitiated, I think this is actually a very valid question to ask. And I think it can really go a long way in informing people. So, but that said, I was not a fan of the fact that Total Biscuit did this. And it was really disheartening to see somebody that I did, that I did and still do look up to. And like, I, and I say still do because I'm understanding of the fact that he's going through some really difficult times right now. I know that we had mentioned before that McCain was going through cancer and Total Biscuit is also going through this exact, well, not the exact same thing as a different kind of cancer, but he's again, going through this really difficult, rough time. So I'm not going to, like, level, like, the most harsh criticism of him and say that I've, like, lost all respect for him or something, but it's it was really disheartening to see something like that from somebody mm -hmm. that, like, that I, again, like, I still look up to him. I still, like, respect the work that he does. He informed a lot about the way that I view ethics in things like journalism. So... Um, I guess the last thing to do is to uh, send send us off. So do you have any uh, last thoughts? Listeners, thank you for giving us your time. I know your time's valuable, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We will be recording episode three, not next weekend, but the following weekend. Plans go well. Took us a little longer with this one because, you know, life gets in the way, but um, life, enjoy uh, your... Life gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. So, but... Basically, keep in touch. Stay tuned. The I I don't think I mentioned this in like the stock outro that I have set up right now, but our podcast also has a Twitter account. It's at Standard Soapbox. And so, if we have any updates for the show or any other things that we might want to let you know about, please we'll absolutely do follow us there. We need, if anything, even if you're not looking to keep track of all that stuff. It might help our numbers if you did subscribe to that, or if you followed the Twitter account. And then as far as being uploaded to platforms, we're currently on SoundCloud and YouTube. We will have the RSS set up at some point, probably similar time frame to Patreon. Also, if you listen to these and you're like, oh, they swear a lot, we don't like their dirty mouths, we will when... On our free time, when we edit these out, we will make censored versions, and we will tell you where you can find those censored versions if you prefer the censored versions versus uncensored. Yeah, because we, we want to cater to a nice and wide audience, so we will have uncensored and censored versions available for free. The censored versions will be on a platform somewhere. I don't know where you can find that right now, but again, if you want to know where to find that, Follow us on Twitter, at Standard Soapbox. Additionally, we're going to be uploading to Minds.com at some point. And so if any of you guys don't like YouTube and don't like SoundCloud, you can also check us out there. Ow, I just hit my hands with the flashlight that I was fidgeting with. Maybe I just need to get a fidget spinner. Damn those fucking fidget spinners, man. <laughs> Careful yeah. now, you might think we're going to take Russia down with those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so audience, see you later.